Jim back at it again. We got another movie review coming down the pike. We got Whiplash starring Miles Teller and J.K. Simmons, directed by Damien Chazelle. And uh, I don't know, first thoughts. What are you thinking, Zach? Um, okay, straight to me then. Um, well, um, I heard about this film when it was first released. And um, when did you say it came out again? 2014. Cool. So I remember hearing about this one when it was first released, and I'm thought I thought it was like about like musical theater, and yeah. so I was like immediately like I don't know if that's Ew. for me. Yeah, I was, yeah, that was kind of my <laughs> response, and I was like, you know, and it's getting all the praise from the critics, and I'm like, oh, you, we've talked about this before, but like you know how especially the Oscars and critics have like soft spots for like the certain business, types of like, films, yeah, yeah, stuff that's it's, like about, like well, I I call them uh, Oscar bait. Yeah. Uh, films. Oh, it's a term that's used. It's not like I came up well, with it. Well, they but like stuff like you know they like that stuff that's sub- like about the theater or cinema. You know, films that like a good example of one that's good, but it's also like kind of an Oscar baity type film is um, uh, Birdman. Well, you said the director of this film went on to do La La Land, so right. that's a and good that, example. Yeah, too, that too. One. Because yeah. Birdman's actually a good one. I haven't seen La La Land to know, but like, but Birdman's that's an actually example a good of something is, where it's like, oh yeah, the critics just like this because it's like about the business. You know, I think unquote. Birdman is like a, a Oscar bait movie done right, yeah. where it's actually like a really good film. Anyway, um, but yeah, I think that this film, like Doug, it wasn't even necessarily about musical theater. It's about jazz performance, a jazz band, and I think it just dug so much deeper than it just being about that i think it it had a good a lot of good reflections about like you know struggle and you know and and perseverance and just how like you know if you really want something you really got to work for it and like what is also fair for like a mentor or also also getting the best from their pupils also the 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 um the human cost that uh that yeah the mental toll the that, mental toll that becoming great takes yeah which i think is an interesting like kind of juxtaposition because like they could have just made it like oh this is a young jazz drummer who comes up and he becomes one of the greatest and it yeah. totally could have been like kind of it but i think the reason why this movie works so well is that i think this movie is like a meditation on greatness Mm -hmm. and what it what it means to like have a legacy that means something yeah Yeah. right and i think that the the strongest points of the film to me i mean the music's great don't get me wrong like the music in this is like like very swing jazz yeah Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's like it's it's something to bop to finger snapping (laughs) like rhythmic rhythmic rhythmatic you know it's very pleasing it's very pleasing to the ear but um, this movie is carried in my personal. The main character is a drummer, just for the yes, context. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and I think this movie is carried by the performance of Miles Teller against J.K. Simmons mm-hmm. as his foil. Yeah. You know, and um, I think that yeah, Fletcher played by J.K. Simmons um, is like the domineering, demanding, conductor, cruel conductor at a, an elite t- um, college in New York, I believe. Yeah, and Miles plays Andrew Neiman, who's kind of like the you know doe-eyed, naive, young, fresh-faced drummer trying to make it in this like top-notch music school, Schaefer Academy, whatever it's called. Yeah. So, yeah, the performances are like it, the performance of them against each other is just really well done. And one of the things I was describing to my friend about why I like this movie, Van, who was watching it with us, is that I like the way this movie does a lot of showing and not telling, right? Mm -hmm. It doesn't say, like I said, there wasn't like clunky exposition that J.K. Simmons' character Fletcher was, you know, oh, you know, he there wasn't like two bandmates talking, being like, hey, Fletcher is, you know, he's, he's the toughest teacher in the country. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they just, he just, he shows it through his performance. And that's mm. why I think it's like, it's just this movie is just so satisfying to watch because it's like, oh, like, like you believe it, but just the, even the way he barges into the class to like kind of just see like what the talent of the lower level class was, yeah, and, and you know I just it's 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 great, and I just think that 
um, the the whole idea of like pushing someone to be great versus like discouraging someone from continuing is also like a really interesting theme in this movie because J.K. Simmons' character, his role is to he he's like he says in the end he's looking for something he's looking for his Charlie Parker mm-hmm. he's looking for his you know um gr- you know great pupil yeah. he's looking for something to that you know sh- you know that shines above like all the rest that that would know, that know. would validate his life mm-hmm. too right and you know they kind of have this same idea where you know Miles Teller's character brings it up um he, he says when they're having dinner at this uh with his family and you know they're talking about like oh jimmy's like you know on the football team and whatever and he goes listen the reason he's, he says he, oh you're in division three though yeah like, who cares yeah yeah and <laughs> you're not he, the best of the best <laughs> yeah and he's and he just talks you're about middling you know oh, sorry not to cut no, you no, off, no, but no, i, I okay. think i think a, a big theme in this movie is like mediocrity versus greatness i think uh, it grapples with this 100%. idea of like are you just being are you okay with mediocrity you know or do you really want you know, do you really want it? Do you really want greatness? You it's know? like complacency versus the struggle. Yeah. Complacency versus well, what's required in order to obtain greatness or sacrifice? Wallow Straight in up mediocrity. Like, yeah, and and they even like they allude to it multiple times in the film that like in order to be great, you sacrifice a bit of your life, a, mm-hmm. a good part of your life. You know, um, it. It it kind of is all. He doesn't cons- have any friends. He says that at the dinner you're talking yeah. about. They're like, "Oh, do you have any friends, Andrew?" And he's like, "No, no." Yeah, it's like it's almost like but all. He doesn't con- care. It's almost like all consuming. It's all. It like it. it he's like, if you want to be great, it has to be your whole life. It, mm-hmm. Like, and that's part of the reason. It was one of the more interesting conversations. I also think the dialogue was just very good in this film. Yeah. Like, not just you know, obviously the parts that will make you laugh, where he, the teacher Fletcher is just yelling directly in his face. But like, the part where he says, "If you give a retard a calculator, he's gonna try to turn on the TV." Yeah, that's yeah. a biting line, and that's funny too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, in the moment, yeah, the the thing that um, I don't know, I just feel like the dialogue's like really well with like the exchanges between characters is very, um, you know, it's not clunky. And uh, when he's talking to the girl that, he, you know, he's like dating his girlfriend, um, you know, she when they go on their first date, she goes like, oh, yeah, well, I'm going to school. I don't know what I want to major in. I don't, you know, like kind of aimless, which is, you know, a very relatable thing to yeah. a lot of people, like kind of just being it's like normal for most of us. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> to be, you know, 18, 19 years old and not quite know what you but want. But Neiman, do. Neiman is like, he knows what he wants. Like, yeah. he's he's like, why'd you go there? She's just like, I don't know, just I got in. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like the vibe you get. Yeah. And for him, he's like, she's like, why did you go to Schaefer? And he's like. Because it's the best school in this in the in the country, mm-hmm. best right? music school, yeah, yeah, best music school in the country, and so it's like you know he almost has like this, he all like builds this like in as the better he gets in Schaefer's class, the more kind of detached he becomes from like the normal trappings of his life, right? Like family relationships, yeah. um, just you know. Good sleeping habits. Yeah, <laughs> good yeah, self care. Everything it consumes. Everything, right, and you know? and it even's it's almost al- like a like a drug addiction in that regard. Well, you know, funny enough, you bring that up because they talk about Charlie Parker and they talk about like, oh, the dad says like, oh, so dying at thirty four of a drug over of heroin is, uh, you know, that's a good life. He's like, mm. and he's like, I want more for you than just yeah. like that, right? Yeah, yeah, but and then he responds, he's like, well, we're here talking about Charlie Parker. And we're not talking about, you know, being sober and 90 years old and living a quiet life. You know, it's kind of like the idea of like, I'd rather burn out than Than fade fade away. away, Right. Like, and I guess I I get the point. Like, you know, it's like, you know, to take somebody who's real and, you know, for some reason, I've seen a lot of references to him lately, like Kurt Cobain, for example. I just I just turned 28. So now I've lived longer than Kurt Cobain. 
you know, but, you know, I, yet I've in my 28 years of living, I don't have anything that would make me, you know, worth talking about, you know, but yet, you know, Kurt Cobain lived a full life and is still talked about to this day, you know, and he lived less less time than me he's a fucking legend mate you know so i guess i I get the point you know like yeah you you know maybe have something to show for yourself some bit of greatness artistically or you know in whatever field you might be pursuing athletically artistically you know or what politically who the fuck knows but you know just to have some form of greatness that stands out above all the rest you know that leaves people talking about you for decades to come rather than you know kind of living your life in a mediocre state and not really being all that remarkable but you know living for a long time and healthy and whatever and at the end of your days you know you live a long no one's talking to you about you though you know decades after your death you know right. and if you live in mediocrity you know in Right. That regard, not so, do anything remarkable. So that's why I say it's like a it's like a meditation on like that concept and on that idea. And mm. you know, a lot of the um, you know, like you, you alluded to with Kurt Cobain, a lot of the greatest artists they do burn they do burn out mm. I, I, they as opposed to fade away. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's something to be said about people who become great. You know, what I mean, people who you know they it there's a part in their life that suffers mm-hmm. from that greatness yeah. because what drives them to be great is almost like kind of an upset it, it is an obsession yeah it's like they say that about um not a musician but michael jordan thinking about that right they say like michael jordan was not like likable that he was like he really was just cool straight up like psychopath yeah. <laughs> like he, okay wait, real quick i don't know if you saw the michael jordan doc to like it was like a eight part documentary the last dance yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i've seen parts of it yeah. so there's one part where they talk about like him and his like competitiveness mm-hmm. right the, a lot of the the thing is to, uh, the documentary also in in this film whiplash like neiman becomes ultra competitive you yeah know, with the other two drummers right right and um to the point like he was kind of friendly with that guy Connolly in the beginning but then once Connolly comes in as competition he's like motherfucking him and like hating yeah. him you know no yeah. friendships it drove him to be purely even, like even be- yeah purely being the best is the only desire not being friendly not making buddies you know but being the best and like right. crushing all other people in your wake <laughs> right so like I was saying Michael Jordan he was so competitive to the point where he was be- he playing a game where you would throw a quarter and whoever got it closest to the wall wins and he would do that with straight up security guards and gamble against them hmm. that's just like how competitive he was it's just like overtook every aspect of his life yeah anyway the point you know, it's one of the funniest stories about michael jordan What's up? Side tangent. um i always heard this story that he was playing against this guy who at the time in the nba he was short for the era he was playing in and you know other players i guess took note of it but i guess michael jordan was guarding him and the guy was like trying to you know post up make a move on him and then michael jordan all of a sudden backed off and said shoot it you fucking midget and the guy shot it and missed it and apparently his confidence was killed for the rest of his career like he had the yips. he shook he, he shook the it yips. from them <laughs> michael well, jordan gave him the yips the, but for the life. thing the thing is, is that <laughs> michael jordan was great but he was like by all a lot of accounts he's not a good person yeah. well like, you know to connect that i guess anecdote to this film like the teacher fletcher i think has a lot of moments like that where he tests your metal and you know abuses you in some way to say to see are you really about it can you take this abuse and still and not get discouraged not get the yips not get anxiety right and you know, something are you he really says about it can you persevere some, something he says in the end is like if someone really was the next charlie parker they would know it and it would not discourage them even yeah. if i was my like, abuse wouldn't yeah. change that yeah you know? Which, you know, is a, a way of looking at it. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I get the point. I, I see the point. You yeah. Know, like it's it's, being, in, like it's if, interesting. If you really are that great, like, a little bit of abuse isn't going to discourage which, you. Which, yeah, know? but, like, you know, also, like, you can kind of even, like, tie it to, like, a real-world example, like Joe Jackson, who <laughs> was brutal towards Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Michael Jackson was great, but... 
you know, he was kind of forged in this abusive fire, (laughs) you know, and it's, and it's, um, I think this movie like is very poignant in that aspect. Mm -hmm. And it kind of gives you like an insight to that. If you're, I'm sorry, but most of you are probably not like the top or, you know, the top you, of you, yeah, some your you field, know, or yeah. you're, you're not great. You're not, I mean, most people aren't like being that one in a million, you know, whether it's you know, musically, you know, uh, athletically, you know, or you know, actor, you know, whatever it might be, writing, you know, whatever it might be. Like, most people are might be talented or or well educated or competent in in you know, these various fields and hobbies and. Per, you know whatever but like to be you know absolutely remarkable the standout diamond you know amongst them all you know amongst all the other gems you know when you're playing at a high level too and whatever it is you know you're playing with the best of the best but to like be the standout as like the greatest of the best you know then that's a whole nother level that most people don't reach you know and that's just normal that's that's just a common that's a common experience is not greatness above all the other greats right but i think the thing that makes this movie interesting is that there's a bunch of movies on like people who are you know great and but this movie doesn't glorify it it shows Mm. it like kind of like shows you for what it really is is like it's you know it's not easy and it's usually forged in fire yeah i mean andrew neiman gets hit by a truck he gets t-boned by a truck in one scene you know trying to hustle to make it to a performance on time like nearly dies (laughs) yeah but because he but so before we go a little deeper uh me i i heavily recommend this movie if you haven't seen it i feel like it's a sleeper check it out if you haven't zach we're still doing the recommend or no? Yeah, recommend. yeah, we're, yeah. Um, okay. Um, of course, I'll say recommend. I haven't found a, fi- a film yet where I would say that we've reviewed that I would say not recommend. Um, and yeah, I do agree that it is it is uh, a sleeper. Um, yeah, because I don't hear this movie talked about all that much. Right. Um, but yeah, I think it's a good watch. Um, if you're looking for some inspiration, some motivation, because I do, I do, I take away from from this uh film i definitely do watch this and do feel like a little bit of a spark it is good fuel for your motivation i do feel a little bit of spark in me not to say that i'm going to be the the greatest at you know whatever the fuck it is we're gonna be the best podcast i mean like look if you want to put it in that context like a lot of times we can be a little like blase whatever about about this podcast like oh we'll do it next week or fucking whatever but you know if we really want it you know which is the idea here in whiplash do you really want it you know you do got to put in the it is earned you know you do got to put in the work and the commitment and the dedication your spot you know <laughs> the dedication is what's crucial you know True. to to be successful and we you know so we've, i, I think if I you're f- looking for a little bit of a spark or or motivation or a little bit of fire for your ambition this might be a good film to help spark some ambition for All you right, boom which is how i felt there you got it and scene <laughs> so I think you know, and kind of like talking about like you know what we're doing as far as like a creative outlet, which is this podcast, and trying to do it. I think when we have like kind of like stuck to like okay, we're gonna record these days, we're gonna mm-hmm. upload on these days. If when we have in the past for short stretches of time, just like stuck to that schedule, we have gotten better. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is that sometimes you know, in life, you're like fighting this complacency, you're fighting this comfort, like being comfortable and like, you know, like, like, yeah, I can have a nice safe life. I can have a nice life where I, you know, just have a job, uh, you know, regular nine to five. I don't, you know, and it's, it's simple, but it's, it's nice. And there's nothing wrong with that. But you can also try and put yourself out there, really make an effort and then, you know, maybe be something great. Yeah. You know, and I think I think there's something there's something there's something there's something very like you said, it's very inspired. It's a very inspiring movie without being corny. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's like it's like, listen, you know, it takes sacrifice, but sacrifice, you know, sometimes can lead to great results. Well, you know, what's interesting is earlier in the in the earlier part of the movie his dad says like when they're at the theater you know he, you know uh andrew tells his dad 
oh yeah he saw me playing but i don't think he was too interested and his dad kind of responds being like well let me tell you you get to be my age you realize like none of that really matters you know and in, in that regard his dad's kind of saying like yeah you might want something now you might have goals and, and aspirations but you know the older you get the more you that what, what matters to you oh is being, you'll become is, jaded yeah, well, yeah well, i don't even know if he's saying you'll be jaded but he's like what matters to you more is you know being comfortable and having good friends and family around like you know what does it it doesn't matter if you're, you know, a brilliant drummer at age 55. What matters is having a good family. I think that's what his dad was trying to say, you know. One of the things I can piggyback on that is that in that dinner scene, one of the things is is that the father of, like, his uh, cousins, mm. uh, his uncle, yeah. I don't know why I, I had a... <laughs> to... Uh, say it. it doesn't really establish exactly what their relationship is. Yeah, but is you assume there. they're, yeah, like, like, close family. family. Yeah, yeah. Some kind. And they go like, well, you know, Jimmy, he's, you know, you know, on the football team and uh, they got they got a bunch of friends, you know, but, you know, both of his cousins. And he's like, no one talks about the the friends of, of great people, which mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, damn, that's mm -hmm. like and, it, you know, it like kind of just shows his mindset yeah. as like he's like, you know friends are a distraction from you being great yeah. which you know maybe you are a distraction from me being great yeah, you know maybe <laughs> maybe i need to cut you out but, so that uh, maybe i you know maybe maybe you have been the the the, the weight <laughs> the weight holding me down from yeah. letting me soar among greatness oh i'm sure that's the case, yeah. <laughs> i mean look I think I don't know if we're necessarily supposed to agree with Andrew in that in that statement because I think he misses no. a vital point because no no a lot of times friends can be great collaborators you know a lot of times do great, greatness comes in pairs you part know, part of the, part of the reason why I wanted to start this to begin with is because a lot of times when we would talk we'd play really well off of each other mm. and I thought that could be interesting to record like we mentioned kurt cobain but kurt cobain wasn't the only member of nirvana dave right. grohl was yeah. still there and i don't remember the other guy's name but yeah. you know <laughs> curse nova yeah. um you know so a lot of times or like even films like films what what i like about filmmaking is that it's like a collaborative effort you know a 100%. lot of times you know a great director can make or break a film but there's a it's a collaborative effort still um, at the end of the before day before once upon a know? time in hollywood there was a lot of talks that Qu quentin tarantino had an editor that he worked with mm -hmm in all of his films and that was like the first one where he didn't have the editor and mm. you know people were like oh is this movie gonna be just as good does you know with once upon a time at hollywood yes yeah. I, I believe which so. is like i think we're talking about this not too long ago and i said that's arguably his weakest uh, film True. Of, of his of all his port but of listen, his portfolio, I think that's listen, his weakest one. Then there's maniacs like Stanley Kubrick who are like, I have this one vision and mm -hmm. I'm gonna see it to fruition. Yeah. No matter <laughs> what the cost. <laughs> yeah. And you know, I just I think that 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 mentality and that that mindset is like a very interesting thing to like kind of delve deeper into and to kind of examine in a movie like this, you know, which makes it unique. Mm -hmm. I don't know. What do you think, Zach? Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, I, I, he is like, yeah, his, his dedication and his striving to be the best at this drumming position he's doing, you know, it, it, yeah, it is, I guess, isolating for him, you know, but you know, it, it, it's never, it doesn't really come up in the film, but you do, I, I do wonder in retrospect, you know, like, what if he, like, you know, worked closer with, 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 uh, you know, the other two drummers he was competing with, Tanner and Connolly, you know, would that have helped him maybe learn something new? Sometimes, you know, working with your competition or collaborating, you can learn things you didn't know. It's not like you know everything, you know, sometimes people know things you don't know and you can learn from them and, you know, or, you know, people have insights and perspectives you don't have that can help, you know, help you grow you know um so 
I, and like you know this he's playing in a full band and I do think this is weird you know like the Fletcher hones in on him instantly and I made the comment while we we're watching it I'm like how come he's treating the rest of the band like they don't exist are they all just perfect yeah I think that you was know? I think that's like one of those explanations where you kind of have to go like a movie yeah. has to happen well yeah, well yeah of course but at the end too he does kind of tell him like he does kind of imply like oh I saw you as like my shining pupil essentially right. like when he's like oh you know Tanner gave up Tanner's now in pre-med. He, he, he didn't really want it that bad. And Connolly, I was just using to motivate you. And I was looking for my Charlie Parker, you know. And he's implying that he, he felt was. that. Yeah, that or he, he had felt, the potential yeah, to be. you know. And the rest of the band's just, you know, they're just there. And I mean, other than the also the opening scene when he tests the guy and says, you know, like, are you out of tune? Are you out of tune? And the guy's like crying. He's like, yes. And then he kicks him out. And then he's like, he wasn't out of tune, actually. But you know? the fact that he didn't know is worse. <laughs> and I was like, God damn it. You can't win. You know, but like. The, well, you know what, Zach? A, a wise person once said, you know, a, a, a winning mindset is, you know, being the best around. Nothing's going to ever bring you down. You know, being the best around. Who said that? Donald Trump? No, it's 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 a song. You know, you're the best around. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like a Donald Trump quote. <laughs> yeah, it does. It does. I was trying to be goofy. Sorry, I didn't. Oh, work. that was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So um, um, I I will say that you know you you brought up, man. What were you talking about? You were saying something about. I don't know, just committing yourself in order to find greatness in your own life. The Sometimes, cost of being great. Yeah. Um, you know, I do, and, and versus complacency, I remember what I was going to say. So a lot of times in my personal life, you know, we're using this example of doing this podcasting as our example, but, you know, there's a lot of things in my life that I want to be talented with that I always feel like I could be a lot better, but I lack motivation and I lack discipline. Like for example, I want to be way better at French and I've been learning French since I was 14 and I could yeah, be, bon be, bon bon be at a much higher, <laughs> that was the worst impression. <laughs> um, I, I, but point is, I, I feel like I, I would be a, a much better French speaker now if I had spent the past like decade of my life what really does it matter with you zach don't you want to be good <laughs> if i spent i don't need to be great at speaking french i just want to be competent with the language and be able to have conversations i'm the it, best you know? french and, speaker and i'm solid you <laughs> can't be the best speaker in a language i'm just saying as an example like, man that guy you know? he speaks the best french so let me i just want to be able to have a conversation in the language and i'm like and i had my high school french teacher kept telling the class he was like if you got guys really want to be able to speak French it's like an instrument you got to practice regularly and he's like I can tell when you're not practicing because you're not doing it right and I, and I think about that even now when I'm been so when I'm when I, I hit walls a lot when I'm learning it where I'll be practicing and I'll be making progress and then I'll hit a wall where I feel like I'm not improving anymore and I play and, and then it discourages me and then I give up for a while and I don't return to studying it for, you know, months, years, even at a time. And this then I is come dumb. Back. I hate it. Well, yeah. Well, I just get frustrated. I get flustered and I get discouraged. And then I walk away. But then I do come back, you know, months, years, even later. And I have to kind of refresh myself and then prick up from where I was, where I last hit the wall. And I'm like, why can't I just commit fully to learning this? It doesn't even have to be like a big commitment. It's not like I have to clear my schedule to learn French. Like, it's just I just maybe an hour a day dedicated to yeah. studying. Same thing with I want to learn guitar better, and the same thing happened to me with guitar, where I would practice, practice, and I would get better. I would notice progress, and then I would hit a wall, and I'd get frustrated, and I get discouraged, and I put it down for months. Even at this point, I haven't picked up the guitar fucking in, in almost a year probably, and I keep thinking to myself, I'm like, I want to start fucking practicing again. I want to get better. I had a I had a goal set. So I think what's interesting, what I take away for this is like, you know, it's not like I have to give up everything to be a better French speaker or a better guitar player. But like, really, it's about maybe dedicating yourself a little bit and not letting those moments of of, of inadequacy and mediocrity like discourage you, you know, and to really 
keep at it if you want something if you want to develop a skill a talent you know if you want to be good at something you got to kind of dedicate yourself to it and not get into like what you said the complacency of it and really stick with it and put in the time and the practice and you'll see the results and it's not even like i want to be the greatest guitar player ever or whatever yeah you know like for for me it's like um years ago I, i was playing sekiro and let's hear about true trials and tribulations and you know i i I really wanted to be good at at souls Mm -hmm. games because Mm -hmm. you know souls games kind of test your metal this is very topical too because elden ring just came out so souls games really test your metal yeah and they really see if you're really a true gamer (laughs) the hardcore gamer test so when sekiro came out I, f- I loved the game. Mm-hmm. It was great. And I'm like, I'm going to, I am going to own this game, mm-hmm. not own it in the physical sense, but I'm going to own it in the mental sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I hit a wall, mm-hmm. the guardian apes. <laughs> yeah. Well, the one guardian ape. Yeah. And then this you is the, the ape where you cut off his head and then it like re, yeah. then it's reborn again. It, you gotta completely, fight all again. it completely killed all of my motivation mm-hmm. years later. I return to Sekiro with a a heart full of fire. A burning passion. A burning passion. To be the greatest Sekiro player of all time. To be the best Souls Bosco gamer. wants to be t- the best Souls gamer. He wants to be at your family Thanksgiving dinners. He wants to be in that conversation as That's the greatest right. Souls gamer That's of all right. time. That's his, That's his motivation. And years later, not only did I beat the Guardian Ape, but I beat the second version where you have to fight two of them at once. <laughs> and I learned what it meant to be great. Yeah. And now at my... And I touched greatness. And you left a mark on this world. Because you know what? Now at my family dinners, my mom's asking me, why haven't you done anything great like Bosco and, and <laughs> defeated the ape in the Sekiro? <laughs> I was trying so Instead, hard. Just- I was trying so hard not to laugh during that. <laughs> I was trying to... <laughs> My mom uses you as an ex- and your success in Souls games as as an example for like what do I want to be? Do I want to be mediocre for the rest of my life, or do I want to be great like Bosco right. is in Souls? And games? you know what? And like, look, and obviously I'm like joking, but like on a serious note, like I mean, like even just take it as like a microcosm of something where you want to succeed at yeah and you then want to learn a skill or a talent like the souls game the, the same thing is true i think for me learning guitar or practicing french it's not like you have to commit yourself entirely over to playing Sekiro or any souls game but maybe just some practice an hour a day yeah and you can become good at it and get to the point where you feel confident with your learn the mechanics and you're happy with your skills yes. and your talents yes and so you know and look i i use a silly example just to you know whatever but the point is is that other ones when i was in college and i wanted to be a better writer i kept telling myself and i've had teachers tell me this if you want to be a good writer you got to write every day and you got to read every day and i and it's true and i know it's true but i just like kind of lacked the discipline and the self readings for nerds dude and the (laughs) self-commitment to be to to really develop in the way i wanted to you know no 100 percent. i totally agree i um in all seriousness, I think, you know, it takes a bit of putting yourself out there and re- actively trying something because there's also... You gotta, like, be uncomfortable to get yeah. good at something. And also, I you think... You gotta th- be okay with hitting those walls. I think there's also, like, a part of being, like, you know, and let's take it back to the podcast, like... Of putting yourself out there and being rejected. Mm-hmm. That, like, that doesn't get really addressed in this film. It kind of does a bit. But, like, when you do try and, t- you do try and, you know, do something, you know, and you, f- you know. And you, you fail and you're ridiculed and abused as Fletcher does right. to Neiman, Andrew Neiman. And, and like I told Zach when we first started, like. You know, we just got to keep doing it. And w- and I, <laughs> I'm i still waiting for the hate mail to be the fuel to my fire for this. The, the, one, the one thing that I, I did to, that I kind of got you on my side, I'm like, listen, Zach, if we just keep doing it, right, mm-hmm. at a certain point in time, you know, 
it'll start small, start local, start with people we know that we yeah. bothered to try to listen yeah, to. Yeah, all three it. of our committed listeners yeah. I know are people we know in, in real life. Van, love you, Van. <laughs> <laughs> um, Thank you for listening, Van. <laughs> yeah, our most dedicated listener. But the thing is, is that, you know, um, but he keeps w- me going. One day. They'll be like, man, these jerk offs are still at it. They're still trying. And, you know, a lot of times with like podcasts, like, I mean, even with like more well known people, they'll like do a couple and then be like, nah. You know, and it's like it's like when you when you want to try and do something original and try and do something interesting, it like takes a chance of like putting yourself out there. And by no means am I saying we're great. We're obviously not. Um, but but we're you know we're putting ourselves out there. We're trying mm. something. And you know a lot. I feel like a lot of times people think to themselves, and it kind of maybe like darkens and kind of turns into kind of like a distaste or a dislike for people who do try and do things right yeah. like and i even you know maybe even had it in my life but like doing something like i don't know like rapping on the street yeah right you're probably not gonna get you know you're not gonna get well known from rapping on the street but that person is putting themselves out there, yeah. which is something that a, not a lot of people f- do. Yeah, and, I, and a lot of times somebody in that case might take a lot of ridicule and mockery and abuse from people who might see them doing that, you know? And, and I think a big theme in this movie is not letting that that mockery and abuse and ridicule from outside voices become, right. like, narrate your internal voice and right. discourage you and well, create I, self-doubt. Yeah, and I think one of the things we should we should talk about for a little bit uh, before we get into final thoughts... I do I do have a final... Uh, a, a, one more sto- personal anecdote okay. about yeah, yeah. something that I can relate to this. In so, terms of not letting other people's ridicule and mockery, as Fletcher directs at Andrew turn into letting you don't internalize that and let that become self-doubt in your own mind so i went on this date with this girl i know you remember her the girl with the weird name Mm -hmm. you know alan a so when she was asking me what i was what i did she said something and it was like very it was i did not like it but you know i'm on this date yeah it was i was on this date so i wasn't trying to like you know make it start anything in a graveyard you know yeah and so you know i'm trying to you know i'm trying to get laid but um (laughs) (laughs) but like it really hurt me and i did not fucking so when she's asking what i'm doing you know i told her i did a lot of writing in school and i have an interest i didn't even like really outright say that i write poetry but i'm like i like poetry i like prose i like writing and like snidely she was very snide about it she like rebutted me by saying oh what are you gonna be a famous poet and like kind of scoffed and laughed and it was like i was like huh yeah not no no that's not what i'm doing i just for the fun of it yeah but like it was like it did like I did let that kind of bother me. I did like that was like some mockery, some ridicule that I internalized from an outside voice that I internalized. And then it discouraged me because I did not write or pick up the pen to write anything from writing any prose or poetry or even doing anything as basic as journaling for months after she said that to me. Like I did internalize that outer abuse into self-doubt and, and, you know, and I think that's an important theme in this film is how the Fletcher abuses Andrew, but Andrew, he does a lot of times, I think, internalize that abuse and ridicule, but then he still perseveres. He doesn't let that stop him still. Like he does after the most intense abuse, he puts away the drum set, you know, and he doesn't return to it for some time after he's been expelled from uh, Schaefer Academy and whatnot, you know? So, and, 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 um, you know, on on kind of like a different end, um, I uh, pr- probably the 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 one time in my life where I felt like I had like a single drive that like carried me. You know, I wasn't getting into trouble. I was with football. You know, I joined football to stay in shape. Mm. You know, to like do something active after school. Um, but I started to like it and I started to be like, I, w- I want to be good at it. Right. And I never got to the point of being good. But the one thing I did do was work really freaking hard. Right. And when we, you know, in the off season, we'd have work out in the gym 
And I was not putting up a shit ton of weight. I'm a big guy. And back in call back in high school, I was probably like maybe like two twenty five, two thirty. It's decently big for the, for that age. Yeah. I was about you know six foot tall. Um, and uh, what what I did was is I was like I want to I want to be noticed. I want to be noticed by the coaches. I want to play because that was always the thing that like I I rode the bench. I I did and you know it's discouraging you're like I'm spending all my time at these practices trying to do this but I was like I'm going to I'm going to work out and I'm going to push myself and I ultimately d- did uh, my junior year going into my senior year finally hit that point where I was pushing myself to the point where people took notice as far as in the weight room it didn't really it never you know, culminated in me being great on the football field. But the fact that I was able to push myself to try and be great and to try to, um, you know, start on the football team really told me that I do have it in me. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the, the, the point I'm trying to get across is that I think a lot of people do have it in them to do something original and to do something that would bring them a lot of joy Mm -hmm. and, you know, give them drive in life and purpose, you know? And I think a lot of times we kind of, um, wait and wait in this type of limbo, um, mindset where you're kind of like, you're like, yeah, I have these ideas, but you never, they never materialize. They never become anything real. They just stay as a nebulous idea that popped into your mind. Mm -hmm. You know, it is, it's interesting that you say that about at least giving it to try because towards the end of the film, when, you know, uh, Andrew sees Fletcher again at the jazz club after Fletcher has been fired from his job and everything. And, you know, Fletcher talks to him about, you know, what his goals were as a teacher and why he, you know, was pushing his students so hard, you know, about wanting to create his own Charlie Parker. And he's like, it never happened. But he's, he does say something that's interesting where he says, at the very least, I tried and I can tell myself I tried. And that's what matters. Yeah. Because a lot of times, yeah, and a lot of chase in the lot in the pursuit of greatness, there's going to be a lot of failures. And a lot of times you're not. A lot of people, most people are not going to succeed in being the greatest at whatever it is they set out to do. But the attempt and the effort sometimes matters more in fulfilling your that oneself and like giving oneself purpose and drive. Like the effort and the attempt matters more even right. than the result. Right. And you, like I said, that could be said for us doing what we're doing now. You know, we had been we had wanted to do this for a long time. This has been an idea before the podcast boom, you know, yeah. of the you know, past five, ten years. Mm-hmm. You know, we've always enjoyed this medium. But the fact is, is that like, look, you can be like, oh, these jerk offs are talking to the three listeners, but we're actively putting a lot of effort into trying to make the best product we can at our amateur amateur level. But we're trying. We're, mm-hmm. And we're, you know, and, and it's not to like, you know, you know, suck ourselves off, but it's to just like be like, listen, if you make an attempt, at least you tried, you tried and failed, but you mm-hmm. tried yeah not trying at all. And then just and then kinda, at least you can live with yourself 30 yes. years from now instead of all the what ifs, what if I did try? Maybe it would make it easier to live with yourself and say, well, you know what? I gave it my all. I, de- I dedicated myself and like I didn't achieve what I set out to do, but at least I can tell myself and I can sleep easy, you know, not feeling like I didn't even try, you know. Yeah, and I think that's probably the healthiest thing to take away from this story yeah. is at least and the, and the film doesn't end by saying like, oh, and there was there's no like epilogue that's like, oh, Andrew went on to perform as the, you know, yeah, that's exactly what I like, said. Yeah. You know? Like it wasn't like the, the after text being yeah. like, Andrew went on to f- succeed and grab. Yeah, he, he was just, in the Carnegie Hall performing yeah. with the greatest no it just ends with him doing the solo and it, yeah. you know cuts well, let, out and the credits roll real quick before we get into final thoughts because we're running a little long here okay. um i just want to talk about the final scene because it's probably my favorite part of the movie mm-hmm. i think it's where it's where there, not a lot of words are said 
right? No. And and from him at the final concert, you know, what I mean, even from him getting there, right? One thing said, Fletcher tries to screw him, and you know, it almost discourages him. But he has this moment where he's like, "No, f- fuck this." Well, Fletcher I- tries to be friendly at first, yeah. Right? Where he's like, "Yeah, let's just go out there and have fun," and then he goes out and he gets he sandbags song, him. yeah, that that he doesn't have, that he doesn't know, and he doesn't have the uh, sheet music, yeah. And so, and what ends up happening is that, you know, he ends up having this moment of greatness where even Fletcher himself, who's a very cynical and kind of jaded person, because he, like you said, never found his great pupil, um, he, like, has this moment where that part of him breaks down and he's like, holy shit, this is it. Yeah. And it's all said through facial acting mm-hmm. it's not said through like you know it's it's all just because yeah, he's looking for the charlie parker moment because he tells him oh charlie parker after jones threw that symbol on his head you know he could have he could have not done that and said oh good job good job whatever gone home and he could have lived in mediocrity as a competent musician but a mediocre one nonetheless but he pushed him and the next day he has like a great solo performance that you know shines and stands the test of time and that's what he was looking to bring out of andrew so i think that ending scene is supposed to be that his charlie parker moment of having that great solo moment that shines the diamond in the rough you know yeah. diamonds this film i think is a good example of diamonds are made under pressure you know and even 100%. if that's even if that's andrew's last performance on the drums and nothing ever comes to him you know in the rest of his life like he still had that one shining brilliant moment one moment of brilliance where he cued in the band and led the band as a mm-hmm. drummer and yeah. where he had this you know brilliant performance um, I just, I just think the last scene is so awesome. The editing, mm-hmm. the the edit, the the cuts, the sharp cuts that cue along with the song is just brilliant. Like it'll go to like a panning shot when it's like a nice smoother melody, and then when there's like t- a tight horn section going ba ba da da da, it'll like cut to different horns and different types of shots of showing action and the jump cuts just and the way the director is trying to um, match the music being played, I think was like brilliant. It was like really, really well done. Mm. And I think it helped sell that ending scene a lot more by, you know, because it's a scene where there's not a lot being said. It's just two people realizing that something great has happened. Magic's happening. Magic's (laughs) happening. And you feel it. You feel it. Like even while I've watched this movie before, but like, I even like for a little bit, like when, when he's like starting to kill it, you get like goosebumps. You're like, Holy shit. Like, and the director, effectively makes if you're invested in this movie the director effectively sells that point where you're like holy shit this is awesome Mm -hmm. this is you know he's reached that flow state it goes over one moment where everything goes silent and you see he's like he's like completely in the zone he knows he's great Mm. zach let's get to our final thoughts okay i'll go first like i said i there's a lot of things i like about this film the performances are great I think it's probably the the best thing about this movie, in my opinion. I think the relationship between Fletcher and Neiman. I think it's it's really well done. I think the themes are really interesting and unique. Um, I think this mo- there's not really a, like in trying to think of something wrong with this movie. There really is not much because it's a tight movie. It's a tight movie shot to perfection in my opinion there's not a wasted moment in this scene where you're Mm. like oh what's going on no every scene drives the plot forward there's no fat in this film it's a tight hour 40 experience where you Mm. see the relationship between master and student you know yeah and i think you know, it's it, I, I saw this movie not too long ago and I told Zach that I really wanted to review it and talk about it because I think it's the movie that slept on and something that we could, you know, bring a little, you know, for people who may have missed it. 
and you can see something that's like really evocative and really uh, powerful in a non corny or forced way. Um, I, I, the first time I watched this movie, I was really, I was like, it's going to sound corny, but I was really blown away. Like straight up. I really was. I was like, wow, this is a, this was a really good movie. This is like, this was like, well done. You might think I'm crazy, but I think this movie is like a nine and a half, 10. I think this movie is perfect. Like, hmm. and you, and it might, it might seem a, a little high, but I just think that this movie is just, you know, it's up there for me personally. After one viewing of it, I was like, man, this movie is like very evocative and very stylized, but very good. And it, it's a it's a very enjoyable watch. So my opinion, I think this movie's perfect. I think it's damn near a ten out of ten. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't I cannot find anything wrong with this film, and I think uh, it's it makes it into um, it's it you know it's it's as someone who's loved movies for a long time, when a new movie or you know a movie you haven't seen can make it into like some of your favorite films. I think that that really that really says something. You know, yeah. I've been a fan of movies for a long time and this movie I saw it I was like, "Holy crap, this is, you know, this is, makes it into some may probably some of my favorite movies of all time." Yeah. Like no joke. So that's my opinion. Um yeah, I agree with what most most of what you said. I think this is like you said very tight and um you know, no wasted moments in this film. Um, I guess if I'm looking, I, and like I said, I feel like I've said a lot already about what I thought about this movie. Um, I guess there is a couple moments where, um, I don't know, there's a couple moments of... The, the one scene I think that bothers me most actually is the one I mentioned, which is the car crash scene. That maybe took me out of it a little bit. I mean, the guy's T-boned by a big rig, you know, and I get like, it's trying to emphasize his dedication and show how bad he really wants it. But if you get T-boned by a big rig, you you can get really fucked up. And he kind of just rolls out of the car, you know, with like, you know, some bad cuts and whatnot. But that one, I, I kind of look at him was like, that was a little bit extreme to the point of maybe bordering in the disbelievability, but it does not enough to ruin or spoil the film at all. Um, the other thing is like, sometimes I do feel like, yes, the tightness is good and it works, but the scope could have been a little broader. I feel like it was just a little too honed in on these two characters and not a lot. I mean, it's not like it really matters, but like the, the dad and the girl, actually, I think they did well with the girlfriend instead of like forcing in some, you know, love, love line for him you know that was you know be hanging on as like a hang on you know love side plot the whole film like he he cuts her out because she's kind of in his way for his in of his goals and then at the end i think it is a kind of an interesting moment where he tries to call her to be like hey um do you want to come watch my performance and she's like i have a boyfriend and like that's that you know like whatever that opportunity passed he chose another opportunity he chose to pursue something else so that opportunity with that girl's passed and so i did like how that played out but like other things like i i I just think the scope was a little too small like i also said um with the band too i feel like you know how he was just how fletcher's just honed in on the drums kind of like also is kind of like what where's the red like it keeps showing the members of the band and i get they're not really important and they're not really all that vital to the story itself but i feel like it's you know it it, it was that the scope could have been broadened there in in terms of like um his maybe the the band at large um you know and also a bit more with his dad maybe a little bit more to show you know his relationship with his dad is kind of like this supportive because you do get the gist that his dad's like supportive no matter what he just wants his son to be happy and he doesn't want him to suffer at the hands of the uh, the abuse at the at the hands of fletcher you know but i think maybe could a little bit more could have been brought out from that also the other the last thing that kind of bothers me in just a way where I'm like, that was kind of random is how 
after he like tries to assault Fletcher at at the performance after he gets hit by the truck. All of a sudden, the next scene is there's like all class action lawsuit or something against him, like a hearing against so, Fletcher uh, to get him fired. So just, and it is important to the plot. It, it, it's but just I was kind of like I that's think, random too. Like all of a sudden, there's a lawsuit against. This so guy. I think the context of that was right. that the student who. Um, where he like cries and breaks down that mm. uh, you know he got into a car accident. I think uh, what ends up happening is he finds out that the, actually the student committed suicide. Is that the supposed to be? Yes, him? Yeah. yes. So the student committed suicide. So, but he tells the class that story using the student's name, which was like Sean yeah. something. How did the rest the class would have known their like classmates name, right? How did they not? No, no, like, no, no. It wasn't it, their like, classmate. He said it was an older yeah, student of his. But the, the the guy that he kicked out that he cried in the beginning is a classmate. I don't know if that's necessary. No, the that wasn't guy. the person who died. No, it was an old student, yeah. right? And yeah. then he played the 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 CD. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and he said he died in a car accident, but he actually killed himself. And it's implied that it's due to the abuse he suffered right. years prior, or as just one of, or just the Fletcher's or, students, or possibly you know tying to the theme, maybe the price of being great drove him to killing himself. You know, like yeah. the the sacrifices yeah. you make. Yeah. But the point, the pressure. The so, yeah, so so I just wanted um, to tap in yeah, there on that. No, I, I don't think any of those really take away all that much from the story, but there were kind of just a few moments where I was like, wait, what? He got he just got T boned by a big rig and we're just supposed to be like, okay, or what? All of a sudden there's a lawsuit, but they're not really all that important and it, I mean you would think it would be important in any other context, but in, in terms of how it serves the story, it kind of just made me be like, a what? give me a little bit of pause and be like, what? But it didn't really matter in how the movie ended and paid off. So um, other than all that, um, it was fun. The jazz music was fun. It was groovy. Um, it, yeah, like we didn't said, really was, mention that, but the music in this is really good. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was fun in that regard uh, that like. You've said all the good stuff about the acting and the dialogue. Um, and I think this movie like had something, a vision in mind, and it's and it set out to do that and it got its message across very well and adequately, um, you know, within a, the small scope that it worked with. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say on it. Uh solid film. So Did you give it a score? Um, yeah, I think I think it sits at a s- nice Eight, eight out of ten, three and a half stars. Okay. Yeah, eight out of ten, three and a half. Yeah, I think it's definitely like you know compared with other movies of the twenty tens. Um, I definitely think it's a standout. Um, as a better movie from this previous decade. So, yeah. There you have it. Well, now. So we've moved on. Um, also from doing the uh the Oscar nominee, the movies from twenty twenty one. We've moved on. It's March. We've we've moved on. We've we've covered enough. There is still a a couple left. Yeah, but we're we're gonna cover it when we feel like it. Yeah, and and so um you know we're looking for we're gonna start trying to maybe do theme months where we pick like a, a theme of some kind and then we review movies that you know are. A part of that theme so if you have ideas for themes let us know email um, at bash brothers pod at protonmail.com link just, in the description just because we started with um, a film here where like music is crucial i think we'll start with this upcoming month march for the rest of march or however long as we feel as as we want um we'll have movies where maybe like the main character is a musician of some kind or music plays a key role in developing right. the plot so that's what we're, we're gonna we're gonna do for the so rest we of the think month. this was a good start you know and other movies would be considered and something I like think, amadeus you yeah know, and um, i i think next month we're gonna try and do a month of highlighting uh foreign cinema and um talking about you know uh, some you know movies you may not have heard of that are, I feel like are worthy of talking mm. about. Um, all right, well, if you have ideas for themes, though, let us know. Let us we're, know. We're workshopping it and right now. And if you know, um, we moved on from the Oscar bait and the 2021 best ofs. We moved and on. If, if you're on, you know, any streaming service where you're allowed to like leave a review, please drop a review. It helps. Um, also, uh, if you just happen to come upon this by chance, think about giving us a subscribe. We, you know, we have, you know, at least two episodes a week. 
we're open to, to comments and criticism too. Like if yeah. you think that there's something Zach we could is be actively doing is actively courting hate mail. So you know, <laughs> if you think there's something we could be doing better, our presentation, our structure, please our, let our us planning. know. Yeah, we're we're very amateur, but we're trying we're trying to you know better. we're trying to get better, and I feel like we are. I told you about how when we started this, I was very uncomfortable and awkward on the mic, and the more we've done it, I've loosened up a bit and started to feel more comfortable on the mic. Sure. So, yeah. And that's so, yeah. feeling better. So yeah, so um we're just, you know, we're trying to build this. Eventually we've um, you know, talked about maybe doing a a, a Twitch stream. But that's we'll get there. We'll, we'll get we'll there. Focus on we have we have now. a lot of we have a lot of ideas. So if you you know, if you're interested, don't forget about us. So <laughs> So yeah, that's whiplash for you guys. Um Peace out. Thank you for listening. Thank you for loving. Thank you for being you. And uh, another review down in the books. Great. Thanks for being here, Zach. Mm-hmm. You're truly great in my eyes. Am I? Mm-hmm.